1: Know the difference with Annex Wealth Management? To say the least, 2021 was quite a year. On today's Year in Review show, we're going to look back at what made the news. Story of the year, most consequential business person of the year, most important company of the year, and at the end of the show, what to anticipate in 2022. Joining me... Derek Felsky, Chief Investment Officer. Welcome to the show.
2: Uh, Good morning, Danny.
1: And Dave Spano, President, CEO, Annex Wealth Management. Uh, Welcome to the show. Thank you for having us. So many contenders. We've got a bunch. Dave, you've looked over the list. What would you say is your pick?
3: Well, there's so many, but I think without a doubt, Derek, and and I looked at your list here uh, just before we went
2: live, and yeah, I think without a doubt, it's COVID. Well, I certainly would agree. In fact, everything that happened this year really stemmed in some way from COVID, whether it was the types of stocks or in favor out of favor, uh, rotations that occurred within the market, and certainly the response of the Federal Reserve and Washington to the COVID outbreak and subsequent steps they took to combat it.
3: Right. So that's it. So it started everything from that. You'll remember, Danny, if we go back to March of 20, uh, I said at that time, you know, this is one of those times. It's one of those times in history. And we said, where do we go from here? And right after that, Derek said, this may be the shortest bear market in our history. And that is true. But the economic impact has certainly been wide and dramatic. And, of course, the amount of money that the Fed put into the market, injected into the market, was like something we've never seen before. There's a thing called money supply. And the money supply went from about $15 trillion to $20 trillion. That's a 30% increase in the money supply. That, in and of itself, is inflationary.
2: Right. With the lags, as Jeremy Siegel points out, you know, monetary policy operates with a lag, which is one of the reasons why... Despite the fact that the Fed has talked about becoming less accommodative, you don't just immediately sell all your stocks because you think the Fed is no longer your friend. It's going to take a long time to work through this system. And in the meantime, our economy is still on pretty strong footing.
3: And that is really the reason why we had said all year long, Danny, that we did not buy into this transitory term. And of course, you know that Jay Powell retired to that term in front of Congress just a few weeks ago. So covid leads into money supply, the Fed's reaction to it, inflation, supply chain bottlenecks. They all get connected, which then leads to the third part of the story that I think we need to talk about is people's response to it. And people got to stay home and work from home and have that involved, as well
2: as stocks did so well, people had more money and were in a position to resign. Right. And the interesting thing about it is, you know, it accelerated these trends that were ongoing. You know, growth stocks tend to trade a premium multiples because they've got great open-ended growth trajectories. So you saw companies like Facebook and Amazon and Microsoft and Google and the rest do extremely well, which just so happened to be the largest weightings in the S&P 500. So while the economy was sputtering and we're seeing huge negative year-over-year comparisons in GDP, the stock market was going up because the very companies that benefited from the pandemic were the largest weights in the S&P 500.
3: Now, you look at some of the stocks and the dichotomy of of returns in individual equity names. And speaking of that, Derek, you know, I looked at the some of the numbers in Goldman Sachs and Google were up sixty-seven percent. But on the other end of the continuum were companies like Madison Square Garden down 22%. So there's no doubt that this economy and the interest rates determined a lot of the companies, and that's going to be the story going into 2022 as well.
2: Well, right. And, and many of these are winner-take-all markets. So once, you know, for example, in in the cloud, you know, Amazon Web Services and Microsoft and Oracle are all doing well. They're dominating in, the, in those spaces, and those spaces are, are poised to see extraordinary growth going forward, as well as 5G, something we've talked about a lot. You know, as more and more people get on that network, more and more of the network Has to be built out, so that benefits certain companies like Qualcomm, for example, um, and other you know web services companies. So there's all sorts of trends that were put in place. And frankly, you know, we also talked a lot about the headlines and about the economy and the stock market and how they're different. The composition of the S and P 500 is different than the composition of the labor force, which is different than the composition of GDP. And all those things cause people, I think, to make mistakes trade-off headlines, and ruin their plan. And the last thing i just add to that, Derek, would be
3: the fact of that there's a lack of talent, and that is really what we're seeing as well today. And, Danny, that's likely going to be the story as well going forward, is where are you going to get the talent to move forward?
1: It's our year in review. We're going to cover a couple of different topics. Story of the year. We just concluded with that. The most consequential business person. That's still to come. The most important company. Then Derek and Dave will be looking at 2022. That's all coming up. You know, as much as we'd like to think a new year wipes the slate clean, we're realists at Annex Wealth Management. The same challenges remain. Market volatility, looming tax changes, unease about a virus that just won't quit. It seems that just when the skies start to clear, a new storm blows in. It really makes one wonder, what's next? Annex Wealth Management is ready to face those challenges with you as a fee-only fiduciary. And to do that, we'd like to offer Wealth Metric. It's designed to unleash the power of what's next. More than a portfolio review, WealthMetric addresses your investment, retirement, and tax plan to help achieve the retirement you desire. Powered by the strength of the Annex team and our state-of-the-art technology, WealthMetric is another way to know the difference. If you've wondered, how am I doing? And even more importantly, what am I missing? Now is absolutely positively the time to visit AnnexWealth.com and click the Get Started button. Set your own appointment. We're ready for you. Know the difference. Annex Wealth Management. AnnexWealth.com. Planning and investment insight from a fee-only fiduciary. And we put that in writing. You're listening to the Annex Wealth Management Show. Know the difference with Annex Wealth Management. On today's Year in Review, we're going to look back at what made the news, and still to come, most important company of the year, and at the end of the show, what to anticipate in 2022. Now to the most consequential business person of the year. Again, a wide variety to choose from. I mean, everybody from Elon Musk to Simone Biles, but somewhere in between is Dave's pick and you say?
3: Well, I will tell you, there's a name that I think that should be on the list, which isn't. Which one? Joe Manchin. Joe Manchin. You're right. Late entry, right? right? So late, late entry. So you think about Elon
2: Musk, Jerry Powell, Joe Biden, and Joe Manchin are all on this list, Derek. I would tend to agree. I would probably put Jerome Powell at the top of that list, primarily because of the impact that Fed accommodation has had on the equity markets. I mean, we've seen that the correlation between the performance of the S&P and the size of the Fed balance sheet. So clearly he had a lot to do and and the policies from the federal Reserve had a lot to do with the big rally we saw from the pandemic lows. And that's certainly something we got to think about 2022. He may not be the most consequential business person next year, but he may actually not be as popular next year as he was this year.
3: As you know, Derek, you go back in the annals of time of the securities markets, and you can see that the Fed had a big hand in all of the tragic parts of the economy, all the way back to the 1929 Great Depression. And then you look at what happened in 2000 in the run-up. There's so many things that could happen. The Fed could make a policy mistake
2: in 2022. They're going to try to thread the needle, and that's going to be difficult. And and that's one of the reasons why one of the key tells for us on something like that is what the yield curve is doing. The versus the 10. If you see that yield curve start to invert, that suggests that the bond market believes that the Fed has made a mistake because essentially short rates would be above long rates. And that's because the expectation is the economy is going to slow dramatically and perhaps go into a recession. So the Fed is hoping for a soft landing as they move away from tapering and towards tightening with higher interest rates. The other thing we have to keep in mind, too, is over the last 10 years, 41 percent of the S&P returns have come from stock buybacks. And that's because liquidity on corporate balance sheets has never been higher. But with stock prices higher, their ability to influence earnings by doing buybacks is diminished. So if you remove the Fed and buybacks from the equation, I think we're going to see a much more volatile, more interesting market this year in some ways because it's going to reward tactical, opportunistic investing.
3: In 30 seconds, in case people don't know what that
2: is, give us a primer of
3: what a stock buyback
2: is. Well, buyback is when the company uses their cash to buy back their own stock. So when you think about a P.E. multiple, it reduces the P.E. multiple because essentially they've retired supply. So it looks like companies are growing faster than they really are.
3: Right. Spreading their earnings over fewer shareholders. And then, Danny, I was thinking that almost certainly you would think Elon Musk, you have been a fan of Elon Musk for a long time. And by the way, he was the man of the year. Time Magazine's man of the year.
1: Much to the chagrin of many, but I think he's the Thomas Edison of our day. Who else does this kind of stuff?
2: Oh, and he's doing lots of other things. He's doing tunnels under California to right. try to do right. mass transit. He's going to space. He's doing doing he a lot of things. started he also, space war. And he also sold Tesla right near its all-time high. I think,
3: by the way, and then he got into a Twitter war with Senator Warren. You saw that. He paid more in taxes this year than any man in the history of this country.
1: Which is probably pretty true. There was a name on there when I first presented this to Derek. He's like, who's that? But I know you guys know who this is. Roaring Kitty. Roaring Kitty was the Pied Piper of the meme stock movement. He shouldn't have been most consequential business person, but that really was something, probably a bit of an irritant, and I bet a lot of people got burned by it, but he started something, didn't he?
3: Yeah, the meme stocks were certain, and it's continued to see that, you know, all the Robin Hood traders, but generally, you know, I think Derek has probably got the best position on this because he was part of the 1999-2000 tech bust, and a lot of those companies didn't have earnings either.
2: No, I remember sitting in front of a first Boston analyst, and he was talking about a a semiconductor company called PMC Sierra that was trading at 250 times revenues, and the guy had just initiated the stock with a strong buy, and I just looked at him cross-eyed, and you really have to wonder about that. Right now, there are 68 companies in the Russell 2000 that traded over 100 times earnings, and there are 832 companies, almost 40% of the Russell 2000, that don't make any money at all. They
3: don't make money, and they're trading at multiples of sales, not of revenues, Danny.
1: So, Dave, the consequential business person, you actually came up with four, and those are?
3: Elon Musk, Jay Powell, Joe Biden, and Joe Manchin, which is not on your list. There you
1: go. All right. It's our year in review on the way. Most important company of the year, and towards the end of the show, what to anticipate in 2022. It's our year-end show. We're going to be right back on 92.5 Fox News. It's time we talked about being overweight. Here at Annex Wealth Management, we know it's hard to avoid, especially this time of the year. We're not talking about your waistline. We're talking about your portfolio. It happens to many investors. You start the year with a predetermined mix of sectors or securities in your portfolio. But as the year goes by, your mix becomes skewed. If you're holding too much of a security or sector, you're overweight, and it's likely time to get your portfolio back in line with your goals. At Annex, we're fee-only fiduciaries. Visit with us, and we'll take the time to learn what's important to you. But you'll never, ever get a list of things to buy. You'll get a wealth metric, a snapshot of your wealth health. Your wealth metric will let you know if your portfolio is aligned with your tolerance for risk, as well as analyze if you're headed in the right direction. Start the new year by getting your portfolio in shape. Get a wealth metric. Visit AnnexWealth.com. Know
0: the difference. Annex Wealth Management. One team, one plan, one fee. Money talk is straight talk from a fee-only fiduciary. It's time to know the difference. This
1: is the Annex Wealth Management Show. Know the difference with Annex Wealth Management special show today. It's our Annex Wealth Management year in review. We've covered story of the year, most consequential business person of the year, and now to the most important company of the year. To end the show, we're going to talk about what to anticipate in 2022. No shortage of companies that had an impact.
3: Dave Spano, your choice. Uh, I'm going to go with off your list here. I'm going to go with Pfizer just because of the fact that obviously the story of the year is COVID. Then the answer has got to be getting people vaccinated. You know, some states I saw recently are 99% vaccinated of seniors, and some clearly are not. But the ability to have
2: that, and most recently, the antiviral as well. Well, I'm sure the big pharma reps are really happy you mentioned them. I would have said Moderna instead. I I think that vaccine has proven to be a little bit more reliable. The other name (laughs) that I would consider that is on the list, though, is NVIDIA. You know, they're a semiconductor company. They're involved in all sorts of things, in gaming, or artificial intelligence, autonomous driving, and the like. And semiconductors truly are the transport vehicles of the digital age, and that's something that permeates us in every which way. There's hundreds and hundreds of semiconductors in a car, for example. So and and end- it was part of the story this last year, right, with car
3: prices going through the roof. Remember, that's where the story started, is that we couldn't get semiconductors, therefore cars couldn't get distributed, and therefore used car prices went through the roof, a big part of inflation.
2: NVIDIA, you know, is I think the sixth largest company now in the S&P 500. Many people haven't ever heard of it and very few people know how to spell it, Uh, but it's certainly a company that is at the leading edge of technology.
3: I did laugh at this list because uh, Danny has the company TikTok. Do you even know what TikTok is? I,
2: I I know it's something to do with social media, but I've never been on it, nor, nor on, do you, I intend to.
3: You could do a little dance move; it would be very, be highly viewed, don't you think, Danny?
1: It's not that's that website is now more visited than Google for the first time. It knocked it out.
3: Oh my goodness! Right. Yeah, so and, and you know and these and kids the kids these well, days on like an old codger. Kids these days get their news from TikTok as well. well that's a little
1: scary. And you know, remember this is the Chinese company ByteDance, right. and this is the one that President Trump wanted to either get sold to a United States company or gone entirely. Right. But it is it is definitely invading. You know, others on the list. We had companies like SpaceX. I mean, what a year they had, though. I mean, putting people in space as a private company. Well, and Bezos and that, did it too,
3: and they did, and they started this of billionaires wanted to go up in the air and uh, go on these rockets. So we'll have to see where this really goes, if there's a benefit. You know, the other thing that I did see that is obvious is everyone was staying at home was Amazon and the, everything that went with that from viewing at home, from working out at home
2: to the Pelotons. Amazon clearly is part of the story. Hi, Amazon, an incredible company, really two incredible businesses, not just the online retailer, but also their web services the AWS, business, which is yeah. just huge. And again, you know, it, it actually is a stock, it really didn't perform that well this year because it had anticipated much of the growth in 2020, which is one of the things you have to think about when you buy companies that have a lot of built-in expectations in them. Oftentimes, they will languish for a period of time before they kind of get their groove on. You saw that with Microsoft, dead for a decade, and all of a sudden, it's the second largest company on the planet. You know, you
3: talked about NVIDIA, and I really like that company as well. And, you know, there's so many people that ask us about Bitcoin, you know, at about $50,000. But, you know, one of the things that is behind Bitcoin that people forget, about is blockchain technology that is used all across the industry.
2: Right. It's a distributed ledger. It allows verification. It could potentially disintermediate financial institutions, real estate brokers, and any number of things. And there are companies, you know, like IBM is a major effort there, as does Amazon as well. It's an interesting technology and it certainly supports the, the growth of all these cryptocurrencies.
3: You know, when you talk about cryptocurrencies and we get asked that question a lot, it is not a security, right? And so it does not come. Into the purview of what we do on a daily basis. But it's certainly a store of wealth in lots of people's minds. But more importantly, the SEC now has it on its crosshairs. We could see regulation in 2022.
2: And that's really been one of the reasons why we've hesitated to certainly use it in client portfolios and even talk about it because that could happen at any moment. It's happened in China. It's happened in India. There's no reason why it couldn't happen here as well if the authorities in Washington realize that perhaps are losing their potential to influence the economy. or or weakens the tools that our government has in order to manipulate the economy or markets in general. You mentioned crosshairs. How about Facebook?
3: Yeah, well, of course, and in both sides, they have on both sides, right? right? Both the Republicans and the Democrats are looking at them. So regulation, especially with the new SEC chair, is going to be a conversation next year.
1: It's the Annex Wealth Management year in review, most important company. We just covered that up next. What to anticipate in 2022? We'll do that with Derek Felsky, our chief investment officer at Annex Wealth Management, and Dave Spano, our president and CEO. If we can help in 2022, head to AnnexWealth.com. Click that Get Started button. This is our year-end show. There's more to come. 92.5 Fox News. You know, as much as we'd like to think a new year wipes the slate clean, we're realists at Annex Wealth Management. The same challenges remain. Market volatility, looming tax changes, unease about a virus that just won't quit. It seems that just when the skies start to clear, a new storm blows in. It really makes one wonder, what's next? Annex Wealth Management is ready to face those challenges with you as a fee-only fiduciary. And to do that, we'd like to offer Wealth Metric. It's designed to unleash the power of what's next. More than a portfolio review, WealthMetric addresses your investment, retirement, and tax plan to help achieve the retirement you desire. Powered by the strength of the Annex team and our state-of-the-art technology, WealthMetric is another way to know the difference. If you've wondered, how am I doing? And even more importantly, what am I missing? Now is absolutely, positively the time to visit AnnexWealth.com and click the Get Started button. Set your own appointment. We're ready for you. Know the difference. Annex Wealth Management. AnnexWealth.com. Need help? Head to
0: AnnexWealth.com and click the Get Started button. Now back to the Annex Wealth
1: Management Show. Know the difference with Annex Wealth Management in the Annex Wealth Management Year and Review. We've covered story of the year, most consequential business person of the year, the most important company of the year. And as we turn the calendar, we're going to look into 2022 with Derek Felsky, our Chief Investment Officer at Annex Wealth Management, and Dave Spano, President and CEO. Dave, would you like to go first?
3: Sure. Of course. You know, we talk about what could 2022 look like, and we don't really want to guess. But what we do know, what are the facts that are in front of us, is that the Fed has pivoted. They are. Going- to change course. And that means it's more of a tightening to some extent than what they have been doing. And when that happens, there will be a change in interest rates. Change in interest rates means a change in how securities are priced. So to me, I think that's where you have to start. What is the Fed going to do in 2022? They're talking about finishing the taper up and perhaps raising rates. question
2: is, will they do that in front of an election? I think they will. It's going to be a data dependent situation right now. The market is expecting three rate hikes next year. In my view, the economy can probably handle that. But what will happen with the stock market is higher rates tend to depress multiples. So that can affect the valuation of companies. So even though companies might report great earnings, the valuation a quarter of those earnings may be lessened. And that's typically what you see when you see inflation north of 3-4% and also a tightening Fed. So I think you have to expect more muted returns next year. I think you need to see, you'll expect to see more volatility because, again, the Fed has dampened volatility in the bond market, which then spread into the equity markets. You take the Fed away, you eliminate stock buybacks to some degree because there's less liquidity around, you're just going to see a more volatile market. My expectation is the market will go up next year because it does 80% of the time, but that's the extent of my crystal ball on that.
3: So, But let me just add to this. So low rates mean that people move from treasuries So more corporates, right, more sensitive to interest rates. People move from bonds to stocks, and people move from defensive names to more speculative names. That could reverse as interest rates go up. So that means your asset allocation and your portfolio would look differently. And by the way, what you mean when you say multiples contract, what that means is right now we're trading at 22, 23 times earnings. If it goes back down to 18 times earnings, which is at least in the neighborhood of a more normal number, that means that the S&P 500 is going to have a little tougher time moving forward.
2: Right. And we're also going to be in a midterm election. Historically, on average, you've seen a 15% drawdown in stocks during midterm years. The second year of a presidential term typically is the weakest year of the four on the presidential cycle. And let me
3: just jump in there because it's really important. And people hear that right now. And maybe their blood pressure goes up. Remember, this is a snapshot. It could go down 15%. It is not a permanent
2: situation. Almost always, it bounces back. Right. Right. And that's 15 percent as a drawdown, not necessarily an absolute decline of 15 percent, which would put us well within correction territory. But it really does suggest to me that if you're, you know, looking at your portfolio now into year end, take a look at your 401k balances because my guess is if you've invested in equities at all, you probably own more stocks than you did when you initially invested. It's well above your target, and that's why we talk about rebalancing, but rebalancing proactively, not just because it's the end of the year in this case, but because assets have been stretched in opposite directions. And there are opportunities that can be availed by reducing risk through rebalancing. So a couple of things that are in front of
3: us, there clearly could be an incident risk, something that you cannot prepare for. We know that Russia's at the doorstep of Ukraine. We know that China is looking at Taiwan. All of those are incident risks. You cannot plan for them. But as Derek just pointed out, you can adjust your portfolio to take an impact.
1: Seven years ago, I think I started working with you guys doing the radio shows. And Dave, every once in a while, you would mention, listen, we could have a global pandemic. Mm-hmm. And look at this, years later, yeah, I, it, wish, it I hit. wish
3: I wouldn't have said that. Well, really, we yeah. started
1: talking about at the beginning of the show, the, the story of the year. And really from January 1st through the end of the year, that was the dominant story.
3: All of 2020 and 21, and perhaps into 2022, hopefully this last go around is the one that really knocks it from a pandemic to an endemic. And we put this in our rearview mirror.
2: Might there be any surprise sectors that pop next year? or is Yeah, I was actually thinking about that the other day, because you remember at the end of last year, the energy sector was left for dead, right? ESG investing, everyone was against global warming, and this and that, and the energy sector is actually the best performing sector this year. A sector that's really performed poorly this year, you know, for any number of reasons, is the biotech sector within healthcare, and I'm not talking about all those small companies in the Russell 2000 that may or may not exist a year from now. I'm talking about, you know, big names in the biotech area, and those stocks are extremely cheap. And let's face it, I think our healthcare system proved we can be innovative with the rapid rollout of these vaccines. So the biotechs might be an interesting play in 2022.
1: Derek Felsky, Chief Investment Officer, Annex Wealth Management. Thanks for your insight in 2021, and we will see you in 2022.
2: My pleasure. Happy New Year to everyone.
1: And Dave, thanks for guiding us through 2021. I think 2022 is going to be an interesting year. It
2: certainly is going to be
3: interesting. And thank all of our listeners for the opportunity to share our thoughts with them. Hope you
1: enjoyed the show today. It was kind of fun to do. A little painful at times as we look back on the last year. But you know what? With Annex Wealth Management, we want to guide you into 2022 and beyond. With investment and retirement planning, tax planning, and estate planning, we do it as a fee-only fiduciary. It's as simple as heading on a Sunday morning to AnnexWealth.com, clicking that Get Started button. AnnexWealth.com. Have a great week. We will see you in a week. We'd like to think a new year wipes the slate clean. But we're realists at Annex Wealth Management. challenges remain market volatility taxes a pesky virus it makes you wonder what's next Annex Wealth Management is ready to face those issues with you as a fee-only fiduciary with Wealth Metric. More than a portfolio review, it addresses your investment, retirement, and tax plan. If you ask, how am I doing? Or more importantly, what am I missing? Visit AnnexWealth.com. Click the Get Started button. We're ready. Know the difference. Annex Wealth
0: Management. The Annex Wealth Management Show is hosted by Annex Wealth Management a fee-only registered investment advisor. Important information about the qualifications and business practices of Annex is available at AnnexWealth.com. Different types of investments involve varying degrees of risk. Please consult with a qualified fiduciary advisor about your specific situation.